0: You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 302. Today, we're going to talk about how to eliminate all business problems. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want and I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 3 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James one more here. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to another edition here of the Mind Your Business Podcast, Episode 302. Holy cow. Yes, I did nothing fancy for episode 300. Didn't make a big hoopla about it. And here we are moving right along. That's just kind of my MO. Like, I don't really do anything special on my birthday. I don't really find too much significance in hitting some rounded off number. You might. I don't. That's fine. I just kind of looked. I'm like, oh, yeah, we hit like 300. Cool. (laughs) That's awesome. So it's not really about calling attention to myself or the show. It is, though, however, about calling my attention to you because totes Avi, I wouldn't still be doing this if no one was listening. I do have to give a shout out and acknowledgement, especially to our longtime listeners for coming back week after week and still choosing to receive something new. Sometimes it's the same thing said a little differently. You know, it's 300 episodes in and I still have so much I want to share. I have so many amazing guests lined up. And I just appreciate you. Thanks uh, so much there for hanging out, for chilling, for giving me a little bit of your Monday. Maybe it's like going on that walk or getting to the office or maybe it's the walk from the bedroom to the home office, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, I just appreciate that. little update for me. We just wrapped up a two-day workshop. If you're following me on the gram, we did a really cool two-day workshop that I just had a blast Teaching first time I taught anything like that, it was just I was so fun for me, and the feedback from the the attendees there was fantastic. Uh, It was a lot about talking about how we look at our content and how we're um you know basically how we're using communication for for influence. You know everything we do, I I firmly believe all communication is influence. You know you want someone to understand you, that's influence, right? You want someone to do something like take out the trash, huh? (laughs) That's your attempt at influencing someone to do that, right? You want someone to think the same way or get on board with your opinion or agree with you or take a certain action, that's influence. You want your kids to eat their veggies or put their belt on in the car, that's influence. And I don't know about you, but I didn't go to class. I didn't take a class in high school growing up on effective communication, let alone influence and persuasion. And, you know, I just, over the years of had an obsessive deep dive into creating a structure around it. And one of the reasons why I was forced to do that is, you know, being in business for oh now it's like almost 13 years. It was actually November 2007 when I came up with the idea for Bar Ten for profit. Crazy that, you know, over those years you can't really stay in business, right? Like not figuring out some ways of effective influence, persuasion, you know, creating copy that converts, etc and still stay in business. You get that. But there's one thing to like know it and be like, oh, okay, this is working. And then create something that is replicatable, create something that someone else can do as well. And it was really born out of necessity as we were looking for opportunities to scale and grow and and reach more people. I realized, wow, I'm still such a bottleneck in that department. And if I could teach somebody else on my team how to write effective copy like I do, then we free ourselves up. And you know that's always just such a big maybe we'll get into this in another episode but such a big thing I see with entrepreneurs and I was there too was the inability to let go. You know, today I just label it as ego. Like we need to be the best and we need we need to be the one doing it, we need to have control or that illusion there of control. We got to do it ourselves cuz no one can do it as good as us. That's So lazy, amateur thinking, because the true sign of a master is somebody who can do something at a level of mastery and then get someone else to do it at that level as well. That's to me what a master is. Congrats, you can do it. You have like natural or raw talent. And look, for a lot of us, you know, it's like, hey, that gives us significance to be like, I'm really good at something, right? And then we sometimes want to hold all that close to the chest because we think being really good at something defines us, you know, it gives us that significance. But to me today, I believe a true sign of a master is somebody that can get somebody else at the same level. You can get another individual that has the drive and the desire and the willingness to learn to get to the same level as you. That to me is mastery. And that's what we really started leaning into the last couple of years is how can I get someone else on my team to write as effectively as I was writing, where I can just like give them a quick 30 second blurb, maybe in a conversation or a voice chat, and then they can go, yep, got it. Boom. How can someone else be as effective of a teacher and a coach uh, as I am to my members? And that sent me down just a whole nother route. So this is, you know, some stuff to think about here. You know, because a lot of people out there are saying they want to scale, they want to grow, but they're unwilling to do the things, and we're going to get into that today. They're unwilling to do the things that are required. Anyway, so that was a really fun workshop for me because I got to share a lot of what I've taught my team internally on like how to write more effectively using a structure. So uh, that's what I was doing, and now I'm hanging out with you, recording a podcast, and yeah, the promise of this episode is a really big promise, right? Like, let's eliminate all business problems. And, you know, I'm actually going to take a bit of a very different take than perhaps what you were expecting with this episode because I think the place we need to start is if this gets somebody excited, the topic is the first problem is thinking that you shouldn't have problems. And I think a lot of the times we're under that expectation that problem means bad thing. Problem means... Uh Uh-oh, something, I shouldn't be having problems, right? And then we, of course, turn into all these beliefs and judgments about ourselves. But here's the truth. Business is an ever-ending display of problems. And you're only in business because there are problems that exist. In other words, if there were no problems, if all the world's problems were immediately solved today, well, you'd have another problem, which is you'd be out of business, so problems are what puts you in business and they actually, I believe, give you what we need the most. And you're going to hear my argument and perspective on that, right? But if we are looking at problem as a problem, this is like meta problem. If you look at problem as a problem, like, okay, here's an example. Like, can you think of a problem? Most of you can say yes, right? Hey, can you think of a problem in your business right now? Most can say yes. But is that being a problem, a problem? That's where this becomes a real problem. Because what we try and do is fix the problem, right? And there's that quote, I just think, you know, you've probably heard me say many times, I love it so much. This is the Albie Einstein. You can't solve a problem from the same level of consciousness that created it. That's what trying to fix the problem is. Because when you try and fix the problem, you just simply experience it as a problem. And so it has to stay a problem. And so the first thing is considering that calling something a problem, that something is neutral, right? Nothing means anything except the meaning you give it. And so you've already chosen to judge it or label it as a problem, right? So what if it wasn't a problem? Problem is just a judgment that you gave, that we all do this by the way, to something that you don't like. And what really helped me is first and foremost, what I already said, which is that problems are inevitable and unavoidable in business. Okay, so you're gonna go into business for yourself. You're gonna be an entrepreneur and it's life in general too, but let's, let's just get real real. You can't avoid it. If someone has convinced you that you're just gonna have a business and life is gonna be happily ever after, and you're constantly searching for this elusive equilibrium where nothing quote-unquote bad happens, another interpretation, then I think someone has made a really big promise that has led you to an expectation that may disappoint you, okay? The problems are unavoidable. Things are gonna happen, Right say it's mercury in retrograde or the economy or whatever you want, but there's things that are going to happen that aren't going to go your way. And that's business. The deeper question is, is uh, how are we going to show up in the face of those problems? How do we experience those problems? How do we feel in those problems? One way is to stop looking at it as a problem. But here's what really helped me. I'm really fascinated with this idea of taking a... Speaking to you about a deeper context. In other words, there's this thing that you might call a problem in your business, right? If I said, think of a problem right now, this is a situation. It's an event, a circumstance. Maybe it's a difficult decision. We did an episode on that, right? And it's just this situation. It's this thing, it's just something that happens, something that's gonna happen, something that you're gonna have to maybe take an action on or stop taking an action on, it's this thing, right? And that thing can exist, that situation, that quote unquote problem can exist in an environment that I will use the word context. Like it exists within a context. When you change the context, you change the way that you experience a situation. Okay, I'm gonna explain what I mean in just a moment, but stay with me. When you change the context of where the situation exists, you have the possibility of changing the very situation itself, or at least the way you look at the situation. For example, one of the deepest contexts that I have for my life is this. Life is a school, that's it, life is a school. Every day, every moment, in this one right here, we are learning, we are students and we are learning. We're here to learn lessons. So for me, what had radical transformation in my life was when I began to take those situations I was calling problems and put them in the environment or the context of life as a school, all of a sudden, this just became my lesson to learn, this became my test, if you will. Not a test like someone's testing me, but in the same sense, it's, you gotta pass the test. It's time to learn something. There's something to learn here. And I like to say, if we can start with that context, entrepreneurship is like taking AP classes or like graduate level classes, they're accelerated. It's accelerated learning. And why this is such an important context to try on, you don't have to agree with me. That's the funny thing too. You don't have to agree with me. You don't even have to believe it. But if you tried it on and you could think of one problem in your life right now, but you put that problem, that same situation that you're calling a problem in the context of life is a school and these are just lessons you would already begin to notice that you're experiencing this differently. Instead of trying to solve a problem, you would be forced to learn a lesson. It's so simple. And that works for me because I love learning. Chances are you do too. It's like why you're listening to this podcast, (laughs) because you want to learn more. And you've heard the phrase before, success is a crappy teacher. It is pain suffering problems means pay attention. Problem, pain means stop. It's time to pay attention. There's something for me to learn here. I firmly believe this and living my life this way, well, just helps me learn lessons faster and grow faster. And it's for that reason that pain is a blessing because it's a pain, it's because of those problems that force us to slow down for a moment. It's those situations that get our attention and get us to learn what we have not yet learned. And I'm here to tell you that once you learn the lesson, you will not repeat the lesson, which means the problem won't repeat, at least not in the same way. And it's like you graduate, like in a video game, you get to the next level. And it unlocks more for you. My biggest breakthroughs in business all preceded the biggest problems, pain and suffering that I was experiencing in business. When I had this business partnership thing where I got fired from in 2000, end of 2010, greatest thing that ever happened to me. Led me right to creating Video Traffic Academy, $97 course, launched it at 400,000 in sales, went on to do multi-million dollars Just from that, that experience forced me to pay attention, get clear on my priorities, learn some lessons and take a whole new set of actions. That call I got from my CPA saying, I got good news. I got bad news. The good news. You just had your biggest month non-launching. The bad news, you spent more. Oh, that was a dark, dark day for me. That was me saying, this is it. This is the beginning of the end but it also forced me to pay attention i had to look at what was causing those expenses i had to look at how did i get myself here what is there to learn and from that chelsea and myself we completely reinvented the way we did business from the inside out that's where our entire lego story comes from of how we built our business based on using like a lego instruction manual we completely transformed the business from the inside out and massively grew and massively increased profit margin. A failed affiliate promotion that was like just big failure. That failure, that problem spawned the birth of Business by Design. Even the latest growth that we've had from 2 million to to 8, now almost uh, 8 figures was spawned from big problems. But the difference was I didn't choose to continue looking at them as problems. Initially, totally. We all do. That's beautiful. <laughs> it's like, oh crap. Right. But we work through them. And that's what I want to talk to you a little bit more about today. So it may be, you know, maybe it's just me. Maybe you're like, well, James, you're different. But I don't know. What about you? Can you think of at least one big lesson that you've learned and applied? And we're going to get into that a little bit today in your life. In your business, something you learned and applied in your life or your business. Can you think of even just one big lesson? You're like, you know, something I learned. You weren't like born with that you've learned and it's really helped you. Did it not come from some sort of negative situation, pain or problem? Chances are now it's not universal. You don't have to. See, that's the beautiful thing. You don't have to wait until things get bad in order for you to learn, in order for you to grow? No, not at all. But I believe that it's going to continue to get worse until we pay attention, right? Will the circumstance repeat itself until you learn the lesson? Do you find yourself in that like quote of like same shit different day? Wow, this is the same issue, just different people, different times, different things, but it's like the same thing. It's almost like a reoccurring dream, but it's not. All right? And, you know what's just like, here's what you're going to hear a lot more from me moving in to our next 300 episodes. I hear a lot of people say, oh, I've heard this before. You know, whenever you're talking about something, oh my gosh, all the time. People just need you to know that I know this already. Right? And... What a disservice you do to yourself when you do that. Because if we look from this context of life as a school and I'm here to learn and you're hearing something that you've heard before. Oh, I've heard this before. You're simultaneously saying, I don't want to learn this. Maybe there's a reason why you are hearing it again. And is that okay to hear something a second time? But here's the other part. Hearing something and knowing it doesn't do anything. Oh, I know I should, you know, learn the lessons instead of having big freakouts whenever there's a quote unquote problem in my business. I know that. I've heard that before. Who cares? Who cares if you know it? Who cares if you've heard it before? How much content and information have you heard before that you're never using? All that really matters... It's what you're applying. That's what will make the difference. Unused knowledge is not gonna be very much benefit to you. You know, James, I know I should convey authority when I put myself out there, and I've heard that before. It's great, but if you're not doing it, it doesn't matter. James, I know I should detach from the goals that I create, but every time I create a goal, I freak out and put a bunch of meaning and tell a bunch of stories and ask myself, what if I fail? What if it doesn't work? I know I should. Yeah. We all know. (laughs) We all know that if we want to get in better shape, we should eat cleaner, healthier foods. We should probably stop with some things like the refined sugars and the booze, and we should probably move our bodies a little bit more. We all know what we should be doing. Perhaps just knowing more stuff isn't really the answer. But how many of us are just still searching for more content and more information? And then of course, we keep searching for that and then we go, I'm overwhelmed. But if we're not applying it, what's the good it's gonna do for us anyway? And so why I think this is such an important conversation that we're having is because I believe that Pain or problem, and you know, when I say pain in this context, it's usually like emotional pain, like you're frustrated, you're angry, you're, you're scared, but problem means pay attention. There's something you need to learn here that you haven't yet. And I believe until we learn that lesson, we're going to continue to repeat it. And I do believe that by and large, we continue to repeat it. The pain increases until it really gets your attention. And sometimes it takes me a while. Got the memo. Sometimes it doesn't. All right. But it's for that reason, I just think it's such a blessing, such a blessing. But you'll have to apply this context to your life to see it this way. And, you know, that's up to you. So let's take a look at one of your goals. Maybe it's a goal for the end of the year. Maybe it's a goal for next year. Maybe it's the next 90 days. I don't know. There's this thing that you want. You're... More awesome than most people because most people—not that it makes them less awesome—but you know, you're you're getting the gold stars because you've gotten clear on some things that you want, like you have goals, and most people don't. Let's just be honest, right? What then happens next is once you have this goal, you—I think a lot of us, and I've been here—just think, well, you just gotta, you just gotta take action to get it. You know, it's so simple, except we're not robots. You know, like binary action, like press this button. Take this action. Get reward. That was my robot voice. Nailed it. You know, and maybe if I just work harder, or maybe if I just work longer, push just a little bit more, then I'll get it. But I'd like you to consider, especially in this context of life as a school, that maybe there's something that you need to learn or master first before you can actually have what you want so badly. For example... You might be saying, you know, James, I really want to scale my business, whatever that means, right? I want to scale it. Maybe it means I want to make more money while continuing to work less. Cool. Here's a question for you. Do you really think you can have that as an outcome or result without learning how to let go first? I'll just pause and let that one sink in. In other words, if you also consider that maybe the majority of the problems that exist in your life exist because of the desires you want. Whoa. Whoa like your very dreams, goals, and desires become the very thing that are causing problems. For example, you say you wanna scale. What do you mean by scale? Well, I wanna grow in revenue, but I wanna start working less. I wanna increase output, money, sales, impact, customers, without directly increasing input, like time, work, effort, energy. Cool, but I don't wanna let go. I wanna still do it all myself. I don't want to hire anybody. I don't want to work with anybody. I don't want to outsource. I don't want to delegate. I want to automate. Okay. (laughs) You know, how's that working for you? And so what if that desire of, let's just call it scale, sprung forth, oh, okay. That's what this person wants. Here's the list of lessons they'll need to learn. One of them is how to let go. And then we go forth and we start giving all these opportunities to learn that lesson to learn how to let go, to learn how to trust others, to learn how to delegate, to learn how to communicate, to learn how to lead more effectively, to learn how to hand over, air quotes, control to others. And we're given these opportunities and we keep doing things, you know, business as usual, the same way we've always done things. In other words, we're refusing to learn and then what kind of problems get created when you're focus on scaling but you're unwilling to let go, right? You either end up working more and get like burnt out and frustrated, you're like why am I working so much? Or you try and do things like delegate and outsource but you're not letting go. You run into communication and trust issues and you know just drama and complications with whatever team you're working with. Does this start to make sense? And if in that scenario we start to say, okay, what is it that I'm here to learn that I haven't learned yet. Not saying it's gonna make it easier. The things that we haven't learned yet are probably things that like scare the crap out of us. Working with so many entrepreneurs, especially once they're at like multiple six and seven figure level, like that whole letting go thing is like death. It is one of the scariest things for them. It was scary for me. I had to, I did it out of necessity, but I get how scary it can be. But there's the lesson, right? So hopefully that gives a good example of this in action. Now, here's a question for you. In the face of a problem, in other words, when you think of this problem, boom, ish hits the fan, you know, and you're like, bam, problem. What is your natural default reaction, response, or way? What is the natural first response? Is it avoidance? Like, do you try to avoid it? Do you ignore it? Do you hide? Do you do the the barrier, head in the sand? Now, again, I'm not judging Don't you judge yourself, but this is an opportunity to get like a really good assessment and begin to get present to how you show up in the face of a quote unquote problem. Do you avoid, do you ignore, do you hide? You know, do you pretend like it's not there and maybe it'll go away? Number two, do you blame or complain? Do you kind of go into victim mentality? It's not my fault. Are you looking for the right or wrong of it? It's somebody else. Do you try and preserve self-preservation of your ego and looking good and right or wrong? Do you, number three, throw money at it? I mean, this is, this is one of the most common ones, but I think that's just another form of avoidance, right? You know what I mean by throwing money at it? Just like, let me just here, just how much will, okay, just take it, go. I don't want to look at it. Tell me when it's sold. right? Is that working? I'd like to offer that these are all examples and forms of resistance. And you've heard that phrase before, what you resist persists. You're resisting, you're labeling it a problem, you've judged it a problem, and then you've judged that it's a problem, that it's a problem. So it's a bad thing that this is a problem. And then we avoid, we ignore, we throw money at it, we blame, we complain. These are all forms of resistance and what you resist persists, which means the problem remains or it gets worse or just causes more chaos. The question becomes, can you look at the same quote unquote problem and have acceptance? The opposite of resistance is acceptance. Can you accept it as what is? Whatever happened has already happened, so not accepting it doesn't really do anything. And I believe your ability to accept what has happened without resistance or judgment To that degree is the degree in which you can have the ability to do something about it. That's what taking responsibility is about. Can you like lean into it and stay present to this and all the emotions accompanying with it? Can you already approach this from the context of life as a school and that this is another lesson, an opportunity and a solution exists? That's the challenge. Can you see this as a lesson? And can you see that there could be an opportunity, an opportunity for a new business, a new way of doing business, a new way of making money? I don't know. But can you also go into this already knowing that a new solution or new possibility exists? A lesson is there waiting for you. So three questions you can ask. First of all, this is a great one to start with. This is permanent. Is it permanent? The answer is always no. It's not permanent. The only thing constant is change. That's not permanent. Then, what's the lesson for me here? What am I here to learn? What can I learn from this that will prevent this from happening again? What is this teaching me and how will I grow? What is this preparing me for? And then lastly, where is the good in all of this? Where is the opportunity if you continue to look at this situation through the lens of problem and then judge that problem as a problem, it's bad. You will continue to experience a problem. This is your opportunity. And quite frankly, this is a required skill for successful entrepreneurs because problems are unavoidable. They are inevitable. And since you now know they're unavoidable and inevitable, you might as well, improve your relationship with how you deal with them so you can be more empowered and come from a better place. I've seen how you can grow and get past them. But if we continue to think that we're not supposed to have problems, that we should avoid problems at all costs, and it's a problem that you have problems, you're going to have a lot of problems. (laughs) (laughs) I would just invite you to, you know, slap your hands together, rub them and say, sweet, oh goody. Another problem for me to solve. It's so weird and bizarre, but I I embrace it. And I love them because the best stuff comes out of them. And you'll have to try that on and prove me wrong here. But we are in business and business is going to have problems every day. You're going to have your tech challenges. You're going to have the refunds. You're going to have cancellations. You're going to have complaining. You're going to have all kinds more tech issues on top of your tech issues, right? You're going to have... It's just mere team issues, you know, communication issues. This is nonstop. And if we avoid them, they just, they get bigger until you pay attention. So I'd encourage you this week as you go into the problems you're about to face this week in your business, because they'll be there to try on this fun, new, exciting way of looking at everything in your life, in your business, that, that life is a school. What is there for me to learn today? That's so awesome. You know, I listen to other podcasts. I read a ton of books and go to a ton of events, but I still learn the most from my own experience. And so much of my own experience is the mistakes I've made, the troubles I've faced, the breakdowns I've had. And because I'm more willing to have those breakdowns, problems, and mistakes, I just keep learning and growing faster. Well, now you know my secret the secret's out. (laughs) All right. That's all I have for today. Here's to you. Here's to all the business problems that you're going to transform, recreate, and turn into the biggest opportunities for growth, for freedom, for impact possible because of this new way of looking at them. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you next time.